Hello, everyone. Welcome into episode number 39 of the Building Up Podcast. I am David McConnell, the lead pastor at Agape Church in Pinson, and very thankful that you are with us today. And we are going to be talking about a biblical view of freedom. Now, I want to start with a picture from Luke chapter 4, where Jesus, at the beginning of his ministry, is found in a synagogue in Nazareth, and there he is reading from the prophet Isaiah. And he reads from that prophecy this quote, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives. Jesus goes on to tell those in that synagogue that this prophecy has been fulfilled that day in their midst. Jesus is saying that Isaiah was talking about him and that uh, his ministry will be proclaiming and even achieving liberty for those who are enslaved, those held in captivity. Now, this idea of freedom is one that we are familiar with in both a cultural sense and a biblical sense. And the reason I think it's important for us to talk about this is because we have the temptation to take our cultural understanding of certain ideas and concepts and then apply them to the Bible. So when we come across the word freedom, we take what we know about freedom in a society sense and we apply it to the Bible and we assume that it must be the same thing. But that is often incorrect because the biblical view of certain concepts and ideas are not the same as an earthly view. Let me give you the Oxford Dictionary definition of freedom, one that I am sure you are familiar with. The Oxford Dictionary says, Freedom is the power or the right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. Now, I certainly think that is our understanding in the United States, here in the South, where we record this podcast, of what freedom is. It's the right that we have to act or think as we want, without hindrance. No one can tell us differently. Now, I think it's important for us to say, uh, before we go any further, that freedom as a concept in this country is a gift from the Lord. The fact that we have the freedom in the United States to do so many things um, and that many people have died for um, those rights, I think that is something that we should not take for granted. I think it is something that we should praise God for. For example, we have the right in this country to practice our faith. We can gather, we can proclaim the name of Jesus, and we can do so without being afraid of death or imprisonment or persecution. And many countries in the world, they can't say that. Many places in the world, Christians are meeting and gathering under fear or under threat. And the fact that we can do that in freedom is a gift that many people have invested their own lives to defend. And I think that is something that we should hold as valuable and something that we should thank the Lord for. At the same time, though, we must admit that the cultural definition that I just read of what freedom is, that it's the right to act or speak or think as we want without hindrance, is not at all the biblical concept of freedom. It's not how the Bible would describe freedom at all. 
Let me point you to a couple of passages. For example, Galatians chapter 5. There in Galatians 5, um, Paul is writing to the church and he says, For you, church, have been called to freedom. And then he says in verse 13, Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for your flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So Paul says, you've been called to freedom. Earlier in that same chapter, he said, for freedom, Christ has set you free. He is talking about that we are free from the need to attain our own perfection, our own righteousness before God. That when we believe in Jesus Christ, we are free from having to be perfect in order to be accepted by God because we receive the righteousness of Jesus. He set us free from fear that our sin is going to condemn us to an eternity apart from God. We are now free. And Paul says, in that freedom, don't use the fact that Christ has set you free from sin and that He has set you free from having to obtain your own righteousness. Don't use that as a uh, as an ability to now go and just act however you want or to live out from your flesh, but rather uh, in that freedom, love the Lord, love other people. That's what the law is all about, Paul says. Let's look at one more, 1 Peter chapter 2. I think it's even more clear here. 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, and let's look at verse 16. There Peter writes and says to the church, Live as people who are free. So there we see it again in the ministry of Jesus. Not using your freedom as a cover up for evil, but living as servants of God. I happen to think that that is an incredible biblical definition of what freedom is. Freedom is the ability to live as a servant of God. And you think about it that before Christ, we are enslaved to our sin, to this natural flesh that is uh, corrupted by sin and sinful desires. And no matter what we want to do that's good, no matter how much we want to get away from what is evil, we can't because we're a slave to it. But in Christ, when we've placed our faith in Him, we are set free from that sin. And we now have the ability to live with godly desires and live out godly behavior and godly character. And that's what biblical freedom is. Cultural freedom is, essentially, you could be your own God. Live the way that you want. Act the way that you want. Think the way that you want. Whatever you feel is right for you or your family, you can do that without hindrance, and we call that freedom. But biblical freedom is that we get to live the way we were made to live, the way God created us, to love Him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love other people the way Christ has loved us. Biblical freedom is not living as our own God, but living constrained by the Holy Spirit. And while our world would say that first uh, view of freedom, that you can live as you want, is where you, you would find true peace and happiness, I think we know that that life is a life of sorrow, and ultimately it, it, it ends in destruction. But rather, true life, true peace, true joy is found living as we were made to live for the glory of God. And that's what biblical freedom is. 
Cultural freedom is hold on to your rights at all costs, but biblical freedom is often you'll let go of your rights. You'll let go of what is fair to you in order that you might love the Lord and you might love other people well. This week, um, we had an opportunity to go out to eat as a family for my daughter's birthday. And we went to a restaurant that we visited many times and that we love. And on that night, um, we were assigned a waitress who I think was just having a really bad day. And kind of from the very beginning, um, we could just tell that her attitude uh, was was not great. Now, we try to not make it hard on servers because we understand that they have a demanding job. But uh, even giving her the benefit of the doubt throughout the evening, it just seemed like her uh, rudeness toward us and um, her lack of desire to really want to serve us uh, just was on display more and more and more as the evening progressed. And at the very end of the night, I, I pointed out something about our bill that I didn't think was right. And um, she made a rather rude comment as she walked off from our table. I don't think she thought we could hear her, but but uh, but we did. Now, in that moment, I was pretty mad. Uh, I was brooding, and I was trying to figure out what my rights were. What could I do? What was fair to me and my family to make up for this service that we had received? And I, I thought, well, I have the right to just not give her a tip, right? I can just write zero on the receipt, and that will show her. Or I have the right to speak to a manager on my way out the door and explain to him how rude the waitress was and that maybe um, he needs to speak to her or she needs to be disciplined in some way. Or I even have the right to just confront her myself and just explain to her that she's been very rude to my family. But as I was sitting there and pondering what my rights were, uh, the Lord was bringing Bible verses to my mind. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. Uh, it could be quite frustrating to our flesh, right? But one of the ones that came to my mind was don't repay evil for evil from 1 Peter chapter 3. Do not repay evil for evil, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you were called that you may obtain a blessing. Now there is a very clear passage that tells us lay your rights aside when someone does something to you that's evil and you want to do evil back to them, lay those rights aside that you might bless someone and obtain a blessing. And, and, and why do we do that? We do that because when we do that, we're imitating God. Has God not done that for us? In my own life, God has not repaid the evil that I have done with more evil. In my own life, God has blessed me even when I didn't deserve it. And so in that moment, God was calling me not to do what was right for me or fair to me, but rather lay those aside and be a blessing. Don't do those things that I might serve Him well. And so that's what I mean by the biblical definition of freedom. If I was enslaved to my nature, I would have followed that out and I would have returned the waitress's rudeness with more rudeness. Uh, I would have returned her bad attitude toward me with a bad attitude toward her. But in Christ, I was being called to freedom from that. Freedom to lay aside my rights and to love someone and bless them in spite of the fact that they, they really didn't deserve that. Now, I think that's a good summary uh, for what it means to live in true freedom. If 
in the name of freedom, we disregard love for others and biblical principles, we are not actually free, we're enslaved. If we call it freedom, but that freedom requires us to set aside love for another person or to ignore what God has commanded, then we're not actually free. We're enslaved. We're enslaved to our sin nature. We're not living in the freedom of loving and serving God. And in the times that we're in and the days that we're in today, many people, even Christians, are not loving others well and we're not living out biblical principles and we're saying that it's because of freedom. But actually, it's slavery. So church, Christ has come to set us free. For freedom, He has set us free. He has set us free that we can live as free people, not free to to do or act or think as we want without hindrance, but rather to live as servants of God. And this is something we can only do in the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's make sure that we hold on to that freedom, the one that calls us to often give up our rights, rather than the one that is a cultural freedom that calls us to hold on to our rights, but at the end of the day leads us away from God and from His character. I hope this has been helpful to you. I know it's not an easy uh, idea for us. It's not easy to live out. But if you have any questions or if you just want to dialogue about this episode, I would love to hear from you. In just a moment, you'll hear an email address in our outro. Use that. Email us. Uh, I'll receive that. Would love to talk to you more. If you think this podcast would be helpful for someone, please pass it on. We would love for you to do that. Until next time, church, let's keep relying on Jesus together. Grace and peace to your family. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast. If you have a question about today's episode or if you would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us at buildingup@agapepinson.com. To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app. Or you can watch the video format by visiting us online at agapepinson.com. Mm-hmm.